The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. All right, we are back again. This is Ken Rashawn out of Washington, D.C., and we have a great host uh, guest today. He's in New York, and I'm going to bring him on in a second, but we want to make sure we acknowledge our sponsors. So first of all, we're going to acknowledge Orly Amour with Social Wow Factor and Sherry Elise and Anna Pereira with the Wellness Universe. Of course, Swag Dog that gives us these wonderful apparel to wear to all these phenomenal events. Our, our mother station, Voice America, and I would uh, be remiss if I didn't talk about Jeff Spinard coming out with his new book, Frequency. And Frequency is how to broadcast yourself and your message. So we're really proud of Jeff, the president of Voice America, for not only getting this book done. A lot of people say they're going to do a book. And uh, it's, it's unbelievable. 80 per, 85% of people say they want to do a book and only about 1% of them do it. So Jeff has not only done a book, he's done a, a wonderful book. We're proud to carry it to all the events. And uh, we're going to be doing uh, an event in Orlando this week, we'll be bringing that event to uh, the book to that event, and it's internet marketing event. Then we go to Secret Knock next week, and we'll be doing the radio show from San Diego, and we'll be showing that book off as well. So, I want to bring on our guest, Al Cole from CBS Radio. He is known for his outstanding broadcasting, public speaking, literary, and music achievements. Al is published by the international book line Chicken Soup for the Soul. He's a talk show host of the nationally syndicated People of Distinction. I had the honor of being on his show last week, and the reason uh, the Wellness Universe is our, our sponsor for the show is we would not be knowing each other if uh, Sherry had not made that connection. And I think we had the connection uh, not even, I think, two weeks ago, and next thing I knew, I was on Al's show, and I said, Al, i got to have you on my show because I, I had a lot of fun. And I really believe in what he's doing. Uh, he's, he's a big proponent of uh, acknowledging leadership Amplifying, as we do on this radio show, Amplifying Leadership, Unsung Heroes. And bigger than that, he actually awards those that make a difference in the world. So, Al, how are you doing? Great. Hey, look, this is really a pleasure, Ken, to be on your show today. Talk to your wonderful listeners. I'm looking forward to everything. So, how did you get started in uh, radio broadcasting? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. Uh, and I have to precede it by, uh, I got started in life by two great parents who guided me right from day one to my passions. Everybody talks about that. Live out your passion. Well, I had the, uh, the upper hand that way because my mother and father, when I wanted to learn a little bit about music, they got me a piano. When I learned, wanted to uh, write books at uh, the tender age of about six years old, they got me a tutor. And so by the time I was uh, in my mid-teens, 
I uh, already had written things. I had already learned how to play an instrument. I was out there with uh, a band of my own. And then in my late teens, that band turned into a, a big L.A. band, Los Angeles, the place for it. One of the greatest bands that we ever had at that time was a CBS executive. And uh, he said, hey, Al, you know, if you ever, uh, if things ever get uh, a little bit thin with the gigs, uh, you can turn to me and I'll uh, put you on CBS. Well, it was actually a few years later uh, that uh, things got a little bit thin with the gigging. I got in touch, in touch with him. He was still a CBS uh, executive. In fact, he had written, risen even higher in the ranks. And he said, Al, I'll never forget that voice. Whoa, you still got that voice, brother. And I said, yes, I do. It came from my father. And he put me right on the air. He said, you're going to be a winner. And it was kind of like an overnight success. And then I did a, a, a syndication for many years called Love Tips that became very popular with the women. And also the guys, too, treating women with the dignity that they deserve. And after that, I became an executive myself at CBS and, uh, you know, everything, ops manager, uh, PD, and uh, big trainer over at CBS Radio for broadcasters. So it all began, actually, with my mother and father. And that's the answer there. So they've been a, an influence and a, a support and also really guided you into this to some degree. Oh, boy, have they. And uh, they're still doing it. Uh, well, I love it. And everybody should honor parenthood. Everybody should honor childhood, too. The parents have to reach out to their children and say, whoa, maybe I can learn something from you. That is a big part of my brand, Ken, as you well know. Interrelationship uh, relations, intergenerational relationships. I love that. When young people, middle-aged, seniors all get together and say, hey, look, you know, we got more in common than we have in difference. That is what I do in my radio show, People of Distinction, my books, everything. And did your dad, was he in radio as well? Or was he no, in music? No, he wasn't. You know, my father, great guy. My heritage is Cape Verdean. Nobody even knows about that nationally. But... Um, in the Northeast, there are a lot of Cape Verdeans. The Cape Verde Islands are a group of islands off the west coast of Africa, populated originally by Africans and then colonized by the Portuguese a few hundred years ago. So what it boils down to, it's, you know, it's a mixed race and kind of like uh, Puerto Ricans, Portuguese Puerto Rican, you could say. Well, they migrated to uh, the U.S. And sometime in the, uh, the 20th century, uh, maybe the, the first half of the 20th century. And I was uh, lucky enough to be born into that culture. It's a beautiful culture. My father was first-generation Cape Verdean born in this country. And so that makes me uh, second-generation. My father started his own painting contracting business. He was, uh, he was a house painter. He was really an artist with that paintbrush. Went out there, forged ahead, essentially a black man who made it in the painting industry that had no black men in it. Uh, I've always admired him for that. He built his uh, company to a corporation, and it supported uh, not only his great wife, my mother, but also four children. I have wonderful sisters, three wonderful sisters who are married to three great guys, and they have fabulous children. And uh, it all began with my father, that paintbrush, and his courage to get out there and uh, with his talent, boy, just uh, rising and rising and rising. And as he did that, 
the family rose too. He was a real family man. So I'll always appreciate that about my dad. And what was the name of the band in Los Angeles? The Bad Boys. <laughs> bad Boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was the chief bad boy. At that time, you know, we had a lot of fun and everything. Uh, I have actually had many different bands, but that was the, the real big band that uh, that CBS radio executive was, uh, was a, a fan of. And not only did we stick with uh, L.A., but we, we traveled all around the country and then parts of the world. And that's how I really got into understanding the human spirit, the human heart, the human soul, and uh, being a, now people will say, hey, Al, you're a humanitarian because of my People of Distinction Humanitarian Awards in New York City and uh, spreading around the country, honoring unsung heroes in our world. And, uh, and I love that. Uh, so it all started with uh, the bad boys and then spread around to other parts of the world, and I'm, I'm still doing it. I still play music and everything that uh, is creative. And uh, I'm imagining because of all these influences, especially your dad, that uh, you had some amazing mentors, and your dad was one of them, wasn't he? You know what? Now, that gets down to what I was just saying uh, a few seconds ago about unsung heroes or heroes in general. Uh, Yes, my father was one of my big heroes. My uncle, my Uncle Caesar, a real ladies' man from New York City, the Big Apple, uh, and a very, very talented man, was another one of my heroes. My mother, my sisters, uh, other family members, and many of the closest friends that I've had, and all of the women that I've had uh, close, like they say, meaningful relationships with. They're all my heroes. Guess what I just said, Ken? I said that my heroes came from people who I know. I didn't mention any big stars that you see just across the, the screen with uh, you know, just that streaming sort of thing that you never get to meet. People, get your heroes from your family. Get your heroes from your friends. Get your heroes from the people who you really know because that way you can trust your own judgment. There's that direct energy stream. And when you look into somebody's eyes uh, and you know that they're being authentic with you, underscore that word, whoa, now you can trust that they're doing this stuff for your best interest. And not only are they your hero because they're doing wonderful things in this world, they're encouraging you to do wonderful things. So they become the very best that you can be. And you can't say that about cyberspace heroes. can't say that about heroes just uh, electrons streaming through a TV set. But you can say that about flesh and blood heroes, people in your own family, people who are friends of yours, and especially guys, hey, that best hero should be your wife, your girlfriend. Did I say it right there, Ken? I think you did a great job. And I, I mean, you're also saying that as a parent, you want to be that hero. You want to be that person that is the role model so that your child actually takes that into into guidance and also later acknowledges you as you've done for your father. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the best guidance of all. And we all know it. I mean, you know, I don't care if you've lived in this world only seven years. You know that. Uh, you love your mom. You love your dad. You love your sister. You love your brother. Well, love is the key to hero worship. 
And worship is probably a non-misnomer there because we don't need to worship what we love. We need to honor what we love. And we need to be honored by what we love. But love is the operative term. Once we start loving somebody or something, because we can even love a body of water, and that can enrich our souls. Hey, we start to love, we start to live. What is there in life worth living for better than love? Nobody can say that there's anything better than love. Even money ain't better than love. Uh, Not at all. We, yeah, we need to focus on the things that really matter. Not just because somebody says we should. No, no, no. no. Our souls say that we should. Our insides say that we should. Who out there is really happy without having someone to love or something to love uh, or something to be really passionate about? These are the things that are very, very important. And then we have to ask ourselves, how do I accomplish that? Whoa. Ask me that question, Ken. <laughs> how do we accomplish that? <laughs> <laughs> Making it too easy. Uh Making it easy here because it's an easy answer, but it's not easy to do. Take some alone time, people. Get to know yourself a little bit better. What I'm talking about is dropping out of the mainstream for a while. Everybody else is telling you, hey, get into that mainstream. You've got to be successful. You've got to make some bread here. Well, you look, you know, while you're being successful, you're also stressing yourself out. We know that the number one cause of maybe heart disease and, you know, all of the other diseases going on, the contributing factors there are stress. Contributing factors are just not being happy with things, not being happy with our lives. So we have to drive, drive that stuff away for, from us for at least, uh, what, a minute a day or something? And when we take some time to just commune, just be relaxed with ourselves, we create that peaceful stream. Now, who can argue with this? Every once in a while, we just have to relax. There's no better way to relax than with the person that you love. And if you love yourself, whoa, you've made that in instant connection. When you relax with yourself, now you can figure out, you know, when I came out of that womb, one of the first things I said to myself was, wow, I'm here. I'm alive. I made it. Get back to that stream, people, the greatest gift of all is to be alive at all didn't you ever hear that maybe when you were just a little baby or something your mother said oh i'm so blessed to have you alive and well and you were smiling didn't even know what the hell she was talking about but you were smiling at that time your energy stream knew you're blessed to be alive well we take some alone time we get back into that beautiful stream of gratitude underscore that word people we're grateful for being alive. We don't have to be grateful for our lifestyle all the time. We're just grateful to be here. Once we're grateful to be here, then we create that energy within us. And now that energy can be transmitted outwardly. Some people call it the law of attraction. Well, let's call it that if we want. Now that beautiful energy stream of just being grateful for being alive that can attract beautiful things to us. It's done it with me. A lot of people would say, yeah, it's done it with me too, Al. Well, once we start doing that, now we're grateful for some of the external effects of our internal gratitude. Whoa. Hey, now we're in a position of power. 
And that power you can't buy. That power you experience. And that power you give away to the people who you love. And you say, how can I serve you? But it all comes down to serving yourself first, taking some alone time, get to know who you are on the inside, and you're going to find out, boy, I'm not too different on the inside than most other people too. And it connects you to that stream of being a human being in a human family. That's it. Well, that's wonderful. And I guess that's how you actually uh, made your focus for actually finding people like yourself that are actually not only in gratitude, but making that difference because they're in gratitude. Oh, yes. Gratitude is a big word, and it's not used often in our society, just as peace is a big word, not used often. We use a lot of uh, you know, what we think are synonyms, like de-stressing. Uh, but that's a business term. That's not really a human term. That's invented. Let's de-stress. Let's de-stress. Well, why is stress there to begin with? Because there's not enough peace, and peace is universal. Peace is spiritual. We need to get back to our spiritual roots. And I ain't talking about religion right now. I'm talking about you, people. I'm looking you right in the eye right now. I'm talking about that eye of creation within you that says, wow, I'm a human being and I'm worth something. And it's a miracle just to be here. And I am so grateful for it. So that is such a big key to real contentment, love in life. So let our audience know how they can learn more about you and, and hear this message. Yeah, there are many ways. One is uh, to email me. That is the most direct way. I'm going to give you this email address. Uh, you people are going to love this because <laughs> I didn't invent it. It was invented for me by my CBS radio listeners. Uh, seems like from day one, my listeners are saying, Al, we love what you're doing there, brother. We're hooked on it. We're alcoholics. And I love that phrase. So my email address is alcoholic at gmail.com. And it's spelled out pretty uh, predictably here. A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C at gmail.com. Another way you can connect is uh, you can order my book, Romance for Women and for All Mankind, uh, on Amazon. All you have to do is just put in Al Cole, Romance for Women. And it's good for the guys, too. The guys can profit from it as well because it teaches guys to be happy with a woman in their life. If you ain't happy with a woman in your life, you ain't happy, brother. So you can just go to Amazon and order this wonderful book, uh, Al Cole, Romance for Women. And Al Cole is A-L and then C-O-L-E, my last name, Al Cole, Romance for Women. It's another way to connect. And uh, you can always go to my People of Distinction website, too. It's peopleofdistinction.org, those three words. And I guarantee you're going to love it there because you're going to see 200 or more of some of the greatest uh, write-ups from people nationally and internationally about what they do that provides encouragement and elevation to our human family. And you'll see their pictures, all of the unsung heroes that we've honored over the last few years. And uh, you, you have to come away inspired, you know. If you are a person who really believes that we're a human family, that's a place to go, peopleofdistinction.org. So I laid down three, three of the ways that you can uh, connect with the things that I do. 
And how about your show, Al? Tell them how you can hear and the show. And my show, you can access that through the iTunes radio network. Don't make the mistake of going to the uh, iTunes store. The iTunes store is just, you know, anybody can do it on the iTunes store. Uh, coming from CBS radio, I've been invited into the iTunes radio network. Everybody knows iTunes is being huge. Under news, <laughs> news talk, uh, it's one of the biggest radio, if not the biggest radio network uh, in the world, the iTunes radio network. Uh, we have thousands, thousands, and thousands of listeners. The iTunes radio network can be accessed through your iTunes browser and then going to uh, Internet because, of course, it's an Internet outlet all over the, uh, the world, the country and the world featuring CBS radio shows, BBC shows from England, and uh, public broadcasting shows. So you do it with your iTunes browser, and then, after that, Internet, and then News Talk, and then big block, bold letters. You see people of distinction. You click on that, and uh, whatever is streaming at that point is current. And the streams always change. It's like real radio. You know, you go into your dial, FM dial. Whatever's current is airing. So that's the way that uh, a lot of the big networks do it this way. They just stream from uh, your, your basic stream URL. Uh, so go there. Listen to some of the greatest shows in the world, not because they're my shows. No, 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 no. No, they're the people's shows. People like Ken have been special guests. Other people talking high-minded stuff about our human condition. And also I have uh, talk show hosts who air their shows on my radio network, uh, for extra visibility, one is the great national and international actress Dee Wallace. Dee Wallace starred in one of the biggest films ever, Steven Spielberg's E.T., the extraterrestrial. Everybody's seen that at least twice. Dee played the mother in that, and uh, Dee Wallace is still out there doing film, and uh, she leaves enough time every week to do one of her passions, talk radio. She has one of the best talk radio shows that airs on my network, on the iTunes radio network. It's called Conscious Creation. Check that out. She actually does channeling. <laughs> She's really fantastic. So you have, uh, with all the guests you've had on your show, you have enough content to create a, your own book of uh, people of distinction, I'm imagining. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, and I've been asked that uh, many times from uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, which is... Uh, my book publisher, uh, but also other publishers, you know, Simon & Schuster, they're the publishing arm of CBS, uh, Random House, uh, Penguin, they've all come to me and said, hey, Al, how about, uh, how about writing a book on your experiences uh, with uh, everything that you've done with CBS Radio People of Distinction? And first question I asked them is, well, if I write this book, I'm taking it out of uh, taking the time out from everything else that I do. And so I have to be compensated that way. And yeah, they're willing to compensate me. But uh, these days in publishing, as you know, Ken, you don't get the same sorts of publishing deals as you got maybe even 20 years ago. Advances? No. No way. But the, but the <laughs> biggest aspect to publishing or should be, but it isn't, is promotion. You can't move anything without uh, some really, really great promotion. And so what I've decided to do is, yeah, I'm going to write that book, but 
I, through my promotional vehicles, am going to put it out on my own. Then after it becomes big, then I'll sign a deal with the majors because you sign a deal with the majors before you book. And this is a tip for all of you writers out there. You might not know this. You sign a deal before you come big. Uh, The major publicists and and major book publishers will... uh, They'll take everything that they can take for tax write-offs. Not necessarily to help you, but they expect you not to make any money. They expect them to not make any money from you, and it's a tax write-off. But if you come to them with something already that, uh, you know, that is big, that you have really promoted in excellent ways, now when you go to them, They're going to write you a really big ticket because they already know that they're going to make some money. But you're in a position to really bargain hardcore with these people, not just for rights within the country, but even more so, and I have to stress this, more so international distribution rights. Whoa. That is bigger than American distribution rights these days. It's getting bigger all the time. We live in a world society, people. We don't no longer live in a country society. There are people who will buy books without even thinking abroad who won't buy books in the United States because the United States economy is not... This gets into a whole different thing. I can go down that road if you want. But the United States economy is lagging compared to many other countries these days. So... You want to formulate your best deal first with you. Move that stuff to the best of your ability. Get it out there. Use your promotional tools. Don't pay thousands of dollars to anybody for that, usually. (laughs) But after you become a little bit successful with what you do and you learn the business a little bit more, then go for international rights, not just within this country. International rights, because one of the big markets, two, big, two, two of the big emerging markets are China and India. Whoa. And we know that. Uh, we know about uh, you know, Bollywood. We know everything that's going on with these two tremendous economies. And then what about Japan? Guess what? I'm talking about Asian countries right now. And I'm also talking about some of the European countries that, uh, that are bonding together. This gets into a whole different thing, but I think you know what I'm talking about, Ken, don't you? I do. Uh, the, if you take the world population divided by percentages, you got 14% in the United States, and you have 60% in Asia. So mm-hmm. the math is uh, definitely favorable for doing marketing outside the U.S. And, and, and I agree with you, India is a, a giant in the Asian market as well. So that's, that's a great point. So we're uh, wrapping up uh, the segment in a couple minutes, and I wanted to just ask you about the chicken soup for the soul. If we could, uh, well, we might not be able to finish the story, but how did you approach or get approached by Chicken Soup for the Soul to get involved with them? Oh, yeah. Well, they, they approached me because Amy Newmark, who is the uh, publisher over there, and her husband, Bill Ruana, actually owns the company. Uh, Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen were the previous and, and founding owners. Uh, but a few years ago, Bill bought it, and Bill and I became good friends, and then uh, Amy got right on board. Well, Amy has been a guest on my show a number of times, and she has brought a lot of chicken soup guests on my show, too. So after a while, it was a no-brainer. She said, hey, Al, you've got to write a chicken soup book. <laughs> 
Well, all right, but uh, you know, what can we develop here? And uh, actually, I did develop a great deal with her, so it, it was worthwhile that way. So forget everything I said about major publishers, people. <laughs> <laughs> so what was, the, what, was, for the soul. <laughs> what was the chapter called? That was uh, Angels in Heaven and on Earth. Uh, under angels among us, actually. And uh, so I got into uh, a lot of the angelic stuff. At the time, they were really moving that. Amy had just uh, come off of a, uh, a huge seller involving angels just before that book. So she said, Al, you're a spiritual guy. You know about angels. Sure I do. Write a book. And uh, turned out to be a New York Times bestseller. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I believe uh, I'm, Jack Canfield actually spoke in December at CEO Space, and I think it was 400 million books they've sold to that series, Chicken Soup yeah. for the Soul. It's uh, either the number one or number two biggest selling brand of all. Most people will say it's number one, but I have heard uh, some people uh, say that they're you know, with another bigger seller, selling brand. But however you slice it, you know, four or five hundred thousand uh, million books uh, over all of that period of time. That's a winner. And uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul will be forever known as uh, one of the biggest book brands out there, revolutionary, because of the way that Jack and, uh, and Mark put it together in the beginning. Actually, they commissioned 101 people from every place to... Uh, to have their stories in that particular book, and uh, and then of course they profit from it. <laughs> well, well I'll it, tell you, their marketing plan can't be beat. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people don't know that they were turned down 149 times before. I know it. I know. Yeah, it. I told that directly by them. Uh, yes, they were turned down, and see, that's another good point here, people. It doesn't matter how many times you turn down. It matters how many times you're accepted into the fold of big success. But it's up to you to define what that big success really means to you because sometimes you can be surprised. You can think that big success is big money. You could be making big money and end up in a big hole. We've seen that over and over again with our show business stars. So redefine success for you, what success really means for you. And most of the time it comes down to something involving love in our lives. Well, that's a great way to end the first segment. Al, we're going to come back in a couple minutes and keep the conversation going. Thanks. Yeah, my pleasure. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best. 
Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we're back for the second segment, and we were closing it out with a a beautiful beautiful message of love and chicken soup for the soul. So, Al, tell us how being involved in that book changed your life. Oh, boy. You know, books can change your life in in so many ways. Uh, And it's not even, I'm going to put a twist on what you just asked, it is not even just the writing of the book. It's everything that precedes the writing of the book. You talk to 10 major authors, and it's not limited just to authors, any major creative force in our world. And you talk to him or her, and you say, how did you write this? They will say, at least in one portion of the conversation, they'll say, oh, I didn't write it. (laughs) I got credit for it. It was actually written through me. You talk to Paul McCartney. How did you write uh, yesterday? You know, I wrote it in a dream. I kind of woke up with, uh, and he said it many times. Uh, There was a time that he said it to me. Uh, Scrambled eggs was originally what he came up with, with yesterday, that hook yesterday. Not yesterday, it was scrambled eggs. And see, that was a dream state. It was given to him at that point. He wasn't even sitting down at a piano and penning this stuff. It was penned for him. And so many other people will offer that same information. So to write a great book or to even be in that position of having written a great book and you look back, you give the credit someplace else or, you know, a certain amount of the credit. And you, again, everything that I say ultimately comes back to our human family and it comes back to our spiritual state. Uh, you give the credit in large amounts where it's really due. I was the inheritor of somebody else's thoughts. Maybe I traveled around and heard something from somebody else. It's tucked into my unconscious, and now I write about it. Well, that's fair game. There's no copyright on one's unconscious. And uh, God, yeah, let's bring that word into focus. God inspires so many people, however you want to term God, people. Uh, God is the ultimate 
inspiring force or that higher power, that higher self. That is the master creator of our world, of our universe. And if we start to believe that and think that and live it out life path-wise, now we know that we are blessed to be creative beings. We are blessed to be the recipient of a master creative force that says, here, I'm going to hand you over a portion. Young man, young woman, old man, old woman. Doesn't matter. Age, that's a drop in the bucket. I'm going to hand this over to your soul and mull it over. You're going to come out with the right words. Yeah. See, it's inspiration. That is the key to books. Inspiration, Ken. Well, don't I know it? I mean, I've, when you have writer's block, you're actually blocked because you're not channeling and you're not really uh, listening to your inner voice or you're not allowing yourself to be at peace to receive. So I actually saw Dr. John Gray last week in uh, mm-hmm. CEO space, and, and he actually shared a beautiful story about when he did his first book. His first book was uh, you, you know, taken, a, taken a gamble on by a smaller publishing house before he was big. Yep. And the... Uh, and he did so well with that book that he was wooed away by the big publishers. And the small publishers said to Dr. John Gray, they said, this always happens. We find someone like you, and then we have you taken away from us when we did our job. And they said to, to Dr. John Gray, they said, you know, the next book you're going to do, I wish you'd give us a chance. We showed you already we can do it. And, you know, Dr. John Gray said this was a very tough decision. Because he had the big boys who were willing to, as you said, 20 years ago, give the big checks, the big support, the big guarantee. And he knew in his heart, though, that loyalty was really one thing that he believed in probably more than anything else, meaning that was his inner song. And he talks about the inner song, that when that inner song is playing and you feel it, then you're actually at your, your optimum best self to be able to be the best you can be, i.e. A, a writer, a speaker. And so when he the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, he was with the original publisher, and he said it was not only his best work, he had never been so happy writing, because he had stuck with the guys that built him and made him. And, and so that's just a beautiful way of actually echoing what you said earlier about getting that inner spirit and having that peace and actually channeling. Isn't that great? And you know, we're going to give John Gray some. You've given uh, John some. I'm going to give John some to uh, Dr. John Gray, as you mentioned the penner of uh, one of the biggest books ever, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Uh, he, he's been a guest on my show. He appeared as a guest on my show many times. Uh, this was a few years back. One of the things that he offered as well, that even predates uh, what you're talking about, a lot of people don't know. John Gray, very spiritual guy, at one point he was, uh, I'm, I'm going to say assistant, I don't know what the, his title was, but let's say assistant. He was assistant to uh, the Maharishi, <laughs> Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, uh, who was you know the Beatles' mentor back when. And uh, so sometime, I don't know, I'll just assume sometime in the 70s or something, uh, Dr. John Gray was uh, his, uh, his assistant. And John learned from the man, Maharishi, learned a lot of the, the spiritual values. And uh, that served him well, too, in everything that he did after that, because you have that spiritual connection, 
and that spiritual foundation. Wow, you can do amazing things in this world. And, of course, Dr. John Gray is a living testimony to that. So I thought I'd add that aspect, too. Well, I want to play a game with you. The game is the book you're going to do with Perfect Publishing and me mm. as a partnership. And the game is just simply this. It's not, a, it's not reality. It's just a game. So the game is if you were to do this book, and what would the title be? of the book that you were talking about doing with uh, some previous publishers? What would the name of the book be? Well, I know, I know what would be included in that title, and it would have to be the word romance that okay. would be included, because every book that I write, it's just kind of like a brand of mine, uh, includes romance uh, in it. So on, on this show... Uh, and I mean, I, I should say on your show when you had Dr. John Gray, that I, it's, that's obvious that uh, he would be a great guest to talk about romance. So was, is that the topic? Because I know that when we talked last week, the topic was more about social proof and how leaders that have social proof typically are acknowledged for being the big people that they are and get the opportunities to be on stage and, and have their life become more abundant because they're proving they're doing big things. So what are, what are some of the uh, topics that go beyond the romance that would go in the title? Yeah, this is, uh, this is good, Ken. See, the topic on the show that I did with you was that topic that you just explained. That's where I'm different from most other talk show hosts, maybe every other one in the country right now. There are, talk, there are talk show hosts in other countries that are up to speed. But in this country, we have uh, really formulated this erroneous idea that we have to be fixed on a certain brand, fixed on a certain topic. And what happens is we lose half of our brain power that way. No, no, no. no. On my show, uh, this goes out to all of uh, uh, Kent's listeners right now. My people, I'm talking to my people right now. People, I don't care who you are, you can come to my show, and I can talk it up about anything that you do. That's why I call my show People of Distinction. You notice, it's open-ended. I can invite anybody on my show that I want. Anybody can come on the show that I approve, because ultimately we are all people of distinction. You know why? We were made that way. Because that great diamond mine in the sky that we call God or whatever we want to call that made it that way because each one of us is endowed with a knowledge of what love is. And each one of us says, hey, you know, ultimately love is the most important thing in my life. So I can make love, like that phrase, with any guest on my show as long as they are authentic about what they are doing because then they become a person of distinction. So in your case, Ken, it was just a no-brainer what you wanted to talk about, and then I can keep up with that. Somebody else comes on that's talking about universal love, I talk about that. Somebody else comes on, they want to talk a little bit about the stock market. I can do that. Politics. I've had every single type of individual on my show. I've had homeless people on my show. I've had people from education. I've sat on three national education committees with the United Way of America, the National Urban League, and uh, etc. cetera. Uh, I talk about every single topic because, to some extent, I have a working knowledge of every single topic. I've been there, done that. So that's my answer to what you just said. Well, that's a pretty doggone good answer. And, yes. uh, and you it's know, bold. It's bold, people, and I can back it up. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to do something bold. I've never done this on my show, and I'm going to just see where it goes. So, right. politics. 
Yeah. We have not talked politics on Amplified, and I'll tell you why. Amplified has strictly been about amplifying a leadership's a leader's ability to make a difference in the world. But this is the most interesting time, I think, that I've been alive in the U.S. for politics because we are looking at two completely diametrically opposed viewpoints mm-hmm. of how the U.S. should be run. So if, uh, if you're comfortable uh, getting into a, a political Absolutely. conversation, I would yeah. love to hear your thoughts. I, I saw an amazing video last night uh, before I went to bed. It was how uh, hecklers or people that interrupt the campaign are dealt with by uh, President Obama versus uh, Trump. And it was, <laughs> it was a beautiful way of showing the etiquette versus the chaos. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Did you oh, see that video talk- by any chance? We can talk politics. We can talk straight on. And uh, see, I do this occasionally on my show when a politician comes. Not even just a politician. I have people from all political persuasions come on my show at different times because they're brought to me by publicists who represent different political persuasions. You know, there's a left, there's a right, there's something in the middle, and then there's radical, and then there's, you know, independent, everything. comes to my show. Now, I'm going to give you some reflections here politically. Number one, we're living in a fantastic time, people. It's a very positive, upbeat time. You know why? Because a year ago, who would have thought that it wouldn't just be straightforward, Hillary Clinton and Jeb Bush? What's happened? Whoa! Now all of a sudden there's this equation with uh, Bernie Sanders. Where did Bernie come from? Well, Bernie was always there. I mean, he's been in Congress now for Congress and the Senate combined over 20 years. So he was always there. He's, He's a Washington established person. However, this is the good news. He's the only, the only candidate in American history who has ever reached any sort of major status, he is challenging Hillary Clinton. Now, he might not win the, uh, the primary, but boy, what a fight he's given. He's the only major candidate at any single point who has termed himself a socialist in this country. Now, you look at England, whoa, they're all socialists. <laughs> and they're doing actually socially better than the United States in education. They're doing better in health. They're doing better in, uh, in responsiveness to uh, the human condition. People are, you know, in England, they're saying, okay, yeah, look, we'll at least try to perceive that we care, make the perception that we care. And that's all through, that's all through Europe, uh, really. Uh, in the United States, we have lagged behind. A guy comes out like Bernie Sanders, and I'm not saying I endorse him. I don't endorse nobody, but I'm not dumb. I have my political views, and I'm voicing some of them right now, just in general. He comes out, and he starts talking about the things that actually really matter. Money! He starts talking about the economy, not in the way that we all have to press together here. We're going through high times, and uh, maybe if we uh, uh, look at uh, this particular pundit's uh, uh, recipe or that one, maybe we can uh, make some headway. My economic advisors are working on it. I'll get back to you next week. B.S. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that the powers that be will not let us create anything better than what we have right now, which is terrible. He's saying it's up to you, the people, to do that. Now, that's a stroke of genius. Who is responsive here? The older people? No. And I'm not knocking older people. I mean, I'm, I'm over 40 myself. But people, let's get real here. 
let's think in terms of when we were teenagers, when we were in our 20s. Maybe we were five or six years old and we had all of the exuberance in the world and we wanted to go out there, change the world, make it happen. Let's invest some of that energy back into this. Who, is, who, who are the people that are supporting Bernie? They are the younger people, and I'm damn proud of them. And they were out, out there doing their thing with uh, Occupy Wall Street, and I was proud of them then. See, we need to have intergenerational activity more and more in our politics. And we're not talking intergenerational unless we have somebody who, you know, 74 years old, running for president. You know. uh, put it honestly here, you know, some people are saying, well, even if he were elected, boy, I don't know, is he going to make it eight years? Uh, and younger people who say, well, we care right now getting our voice out there, because why? Because we've, we've suffered through four years of college where they didn't seem to care about us, and now we're saddled with a $50,000 debt for student loans? Enough is enough. When do we put an end to this uh, stuff? Younger people are saying that, but boy, you know, if you're 50, 60, 70, 80 years old right now, you said it when you were 20 years old or maybe 10 years old. See, think back. Make, uh, we are all the children and the parents of our human family. We can take guidance. We can give guidance. Look to the positive road in any anything that you see. And I see positive roads not necessarily because we want to get into a socialist uh, mind frame, nothing like that. But let's talk about the things that are real. Let's talk about, hey, wait a minute, I ain't getting a fair shake at my job. I'm not getting a fair shake in the society. I don't care what kind of house I have. If I've got to work so many hours that it keeps me away from what I really love, my husband, my wife, my kids, and maybe the mother and father too, there's something wrong with this picture, people. So once we approach it that way, somebody out there in the political sphere who's talking the same talk, yeah. All right. We don't have to necessarily vote for that person. If we listen to that person, and if the media, I'm a media person, major market media, if the media starts throwing the focus on the positive things that people really want to say, it's all over. You know? A lot of the establishment stuff, or what we call, quote-unquote, establishment stuff, that's down the tube because it's only serving the establishment. Whoa. Now, how's that for a statement here? That statement was a, a very long statement. That was a statement. that. <laughs> so I, wanted, I want to interject, but I didn't want to be rude. So you're, you're saying the young people, and I, I want to distinguish there are two types of young people. There are the young people, according to the polls, that are in college, educated, and there are the young people that are not in college and potentially are not educated. Okay, mm-hmm. And I say that because the polls are showing that the educated people are really afraid that Trump is going to be the president because oh, yeah. they, and the uneducated are not afraid at all. And that's, that's an interesting thing because we're not talking about who is the best person for the country. We're talking about Trump is actually causing fear that he might actually rock the boat and cause, like he's going <laughs> to do great things for this country potentially economically, but diplomatically he could sink it. And uh, if you look at his rallies, it's like World, Worldwide uh, Federation, uh, you know, uh, dictatorship, and if anyone makes a mistake, they're going to actually have a wrestling match with the security guards. And it's just, it's comical, but I, I love some of the stuff that's been on social media that uh, he may be a great president for a reality show, but he is not presidential. And just because he 
has so many shortcomings with his filter and his inability to just be diplomatic and, and think about the bigger picture. I mean, he's, he's just very much opinionated, and it's a dangerous characteristic to have when you are dealing with all these different world powers. I mean, we are just one of many, and I, I just I believe that we'd be in some serious trouble if Trump was president just because he would uh, jump down the throats of some country, and next thing we know, that country would get allies behind them, and we'd have a war, and, and Trump and his followership would be excited because we're going to show them who's boss and you're fired. And I hate to say it, uh, but my in, inside sources tell me that uh, Donald Trump is only in it to create a, a great atmosphere for a Democrat to be elected president in 2016. Uh, that was the intent. That's the plan. I believe that. Now, I don't, uh, can't prove it. Uh, even my inside sources, they can't prove it. Somebody can prove it. But uh, wherever the proof is, it never gets out to uh, to major media. But since you opened up this can of worms, Ken, yeah, uh, Donald Trump is just in it to spoil it for the Republicans. Not to he's not a Republican. Donald Trump has no real political designation outside of the dollar sign, and uh, he's making billions of dollars through the publicity, free publicity that he's getting in you know through the airwaves uh, by being outrageous, and he knows that he's no fool. So he's making it easier for it's probably even an alliance. I, yeah, look, you asked for it. I'm giving it to you. Alliance between Donald Trump and and the Clintons. That all right? Hey, keep it going, Donald. This is making it better for Hillary. And I predict that uh, come November, the ticket's going to be Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders uh, VP. I don't think it's re- realistically going to be the other way. But if it were the other way, then. Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, uh, VP. Hillary lost to uh, Obama, but I believe that that was uh, arranged because Obama was was there to quell the black people, and he's done a damn good job. You opened up the can of worms. I can talk about anything, but I have to talk about it my way, honestly. And that goes out to your people right now. Well, I'll tell you, I would love to continue that conversation. I'm not cutting it short because of the fear factor. I'm cutting it short because of the time factor. So here we go. We have like three minutes left. And I want to talk about your event because your event is not only important, but it's probably the way we're going to see each other face to face. And I'm really going to help support you from a social media standpoint. And we're going to get so much awareness this year, potentially compared to other years. I've looked you up on Google and your, your events do extremely well on social media, but I think they're going to go up another couple notches at least with our help because we have 40,000 people that follow us and we are only growing bigger and bigger with uh, authors and leaders and speakers that can, can, that can relate to who you're acknowledging. So you have an event in September. Tell us about that event. Yeah. <laughs> the, ir- <laughs> the ironic thing after everything I said, it, uh, we were invited by a member of Congress <laughs> to have this event. Uh, not that it's a, bi- not that it's a partis- partisan event at all, but it's at the... Uh, uh, the congressional office building, which is called uh, the, uh, uh, it, it's on Capitol Hill on September 15th uh, in Washington, D.C. It's uh, sponsored by a member of Congress who is a Republican, you know, of all, of all things. And uh, he loves what we do with the People of Distinction Humanitarian Awards, the Rayburn House Office Building. Uh, it's a fixture in, uh, in Washington, D.C. And I feel happy about that. You know why? 
because I'm going to make it a truly nonpartisan event. I'll invite people who are Democrats, independents, uh, talking from the uh, point of view of not what they have achieved in Congress, but what they've achieved maybe with their family. That maybe there's a congressman out there, a woman out there, who loves, loves to write poetry. Whoa, isn't that something? Loves to commune with, commune with nature. Maybe they're into uh, <laughs> transcendental meditation or something. Well, uh, so we're going to be talking about these things, and we love that. We have like one more minute left, so I want to make sure people know how to find out more about this event. Can you tell people how they can? I mean, this is my backyard. I'm 20 minutes from D.C., so I can't. Yeah. I can't wait for this uh, big event, and this is a 2016 uh, event. What is it called? What is the name of the event? Yeah, the People of Distinction Humanitarian Awards. Now you can go to our website, peopleofdistinction.org. Uh, but it all comes back down. You want direct contact, email me, alcoholic at gmail.com. That's A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C at gmail.com. And buy my book. You're going to love that. Romance for Women. That's Al Cole, Romance for Women on Amazon. A-L-C-O-L-E, Romance for Women. So that's the, uh, the best way. You buy my book. Hey, you got instant contact that way. I'll even send you out a gift. <laughs> well, Al, we've enjoyed having you on the show. You are a pleasure to have as a guest, and I can tell that uh, this friendship, as well as other appearances on the show, and us helping uh, strategically partner are going to be a lot of the conversations we have in the future coming up. So I will see you at your event September 15th. Is that correct? September 15th. That's right, 2016. All right. Well, God bless you, and thank you for all the things you do for all the unsung heroes, the people of distinction, the people that are shaping this world. We have amplified Al Cole, and we are happy that he's part of our team now. Thank you very much. Have a great night. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.